Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We've come to Joshua chapter 6, which is the conquest of the city of Jericho. Last time we looked at the uh, encounter that Joshua had with the commander of the army of the Lord and how he appeared to Joshua. He told Joshua that he was neither for him nor for his adversaries, but was something else entirely, the captain of the host of the Lord. Joshua falls on his face to the ground, and the captain of the Lord's host says, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy. Joshua does this, and now in chapter 16, We are going to hear the words of the Lord spoken through the angel of the Lord. So there is another identification of this individual. He speaks on behalf of the Lord, the words of the Lord. And uh, we're going to hear exactly what God wants the people of Israel to do as they take the city of Jericho. Let's pray as we begin for God to uh, help us as we study these verses. Lord, we pray that you would give us insight into the text here, help us to understand uh, both what is going on in the situation in Joshua's day and how it relates to our lives today as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went in, and no one, uh, no one went out, and no one came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and its valiant warriors, and you shall march around the city, all your men of war, circling the city once. You shall do so for six days." And seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it shall be when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. So the Lord is instructing Joshua here specifically as to how he is to take the city of Jericho. Now, this is not a normal military technique, in case you're wondering. Uh, Even in the ancient world, armies did not typically just march around a city uh, for six days and then on the seventh day march around seven times. This is something different. The Lord, I think, is doing this intentionally, uh, somewhat symbolically. So maybe we'll make some comments on that a little bit later on here. But in verses 1 through 5 of Joshua chapter 6, we see the message of the angel of the Lord given to Joshua. Again, as we've seen so often, Joshua Uh, hears from the Lord, and then he will take this message to his people in verses 6 through 11 and beyond. So Joshua Joshua hears from the Lord exactly what to do. In verse 1 we read, Jericho is tightly shut up because of the sons of Israel, no one going out, no one coming in. We saw this 
Uh, back in chapter 2, when Joshua sends the spies to Jericho, uh, we saw that they have a main gate into the city, and they shut that main gate at night. Now we've learned that they've closed that main gate up. They're not letting anybody in or out. They're terrified because of the people of Israel. Why are they afraid of Israel? Well, we've already heard from Rahab. They were afraid because of what God had done in parting the Red Sea and letting the people go through while swallowing up the Egyptian army. They were afraid of Israel because of their conquest of King Sihon and King Og, the kings of the Amorites in the Transjordan region. Uh, and now, uh, in addition to that, because of Joshua chapters 3 and 4, they're afraid because they've heard of what happened to the, the Jordan River. God stopped up the Jordan River to allow the entire nation of Israel to cross over from east to west and then allowed the waters to continue uh, to, to go back after that. Uh, flowing down to the Dead Sea uh, once again. So they are, the people of Jericho are terrified of the people of Israel at this point, so much so that they're not letting anybody leave the city or come into the city at this point. Now the Lord in verses 2 through 5 tells Joshua exactly what he's to do. In verse 2, he says, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. This is a, a predictive perfect or a perfect of promise. I have given Jericho. He says it as it's in the past tense. I've already done it. In the eyes of God, this has already been accomplished, even though for the people of Israel, they still have to go up and do the fighting. So God already predicts beforehand that Jericho has fallen. That would have given Joshua and the people of Israel a lot of confidence going in. Now they give him very specific instructions here. In verse 3, your, and you shall march around the city, all the men of war, circling the city once. You shall do so for six days. So all the fighting men of Israel are marching around the city of Jericho one time each day for six days. Then in verse 4, he says, Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. So this is significant because you've got, first of all, the ram's horns, uh, the trumpets that are going to be blown as they march. He doesn't say this here, but we see in the next set of verses that while they're going around the city for each of these days, one time, the priests are blowing these horns. And then on the seventh day, they continue to blow uh, these horns, um, these trumpets. He also says that they're carrying these before the ark. That's significant because the ark of the covenant of the Lord is going out into battle. It's participating in walking around uh, the city of Jericho being carried by the priests. We saw in chapters 3 and 4 that the ark symbolizes the very presence and power of God going out into the Jordan River. And when the priests who were carrying the ark stepped into the Jordan River, the, the waters were cut off. 
So the ark is the visible symbol of God's presence, and it's going out into battle with the people. That itself would have been very uh, comforting and powerful for them to see and make note of uh, as, they, as they made this procession around the city. Uh, verse 5, And it shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn uh, on the seventh day, of course, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. So on the seventh day, they really got to, you know, keep up their stamina. They would have really had to eat their Wheaties that morning because they're marching around the city seven times on the seventh day. And at the end of the seventh time, when the trumpets are being blown, Joshua would give the command. All the people would shout and the wall of the city would fall down. And uh, as it's recorded here, the people will go up, every man straight ahead. They would be able to enter into the city of Jericho without any difficulty and any problems. We will do a little bit of looking at the archaeology of the city of Jericho next time and make some comments on uh, perhaps... Uh, archaeologically speaking, how this was accomplished. We know, of course, that this was a miracle. God did this supernaturally, but even in doing things supernaturally, at times the Lord will make use of um, uh, human beings as he did here. So I think that the trumpets being blown and the people shouting and all the marching did do something to affect uh, the walls of Jericho, perhaps to some degree, and allow the uh, miracle to take place of the falling down of the walls and the entrance into the city a little bit later on. Now, I want to look at verses 6 through 11 here. Joshua hears this message from the Lord, and he takes this message to the people. Verse 6, so Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant, and let seven priests carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. So the first thing Joshua focuses on is the ark. Uh, this, I think, is significant because of its symbolism of the presence of the Lord and the Lord's power and also the covenantal promise of the Lord. And those would have been, the, the promises would have been prominent in their minds as they begin to enter war uh, with the people of Canaan. Verse 7 Joshua says, Then he said to the people, uh, Go forward and march around the city, and let the armed men go on before the ark of the Lord. And it was so, that the, when Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests, carrying the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord, went forward and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. So, the, the people, the priests carry up the ark. The people go on before. They march around. The priests are blowing the trumpets. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord is coming up behind them. And the armed men, in verse 9, were before the priests who blew the trumpets. And the rear guard came after the ark while they continued to blow the trumpets. Verse 10. But Joshua commanded the people, saying... You shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard, nor let a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you, shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord taken around the city 
circling at once. Then they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. So that's the first day. Everything that happens up through verse 11, all the instructions that are given, we get through the first day uh, in the conquest of Jericho up through verse 11. Verses 12 through 14. Now Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, carrying the seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually and blew the trumpets, and the armed men went before them. And the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while they continued to blow the trumpets. Thus the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did so for six days. So they're just continuing this bombardment day after day, marching around the city, blowing these horns. Now, I'm sure for the people inside the city of Jericho, this must have been terrifying. They didn't know what was coming. On the first day, I'm sure they're looking at them marching around the city. Maybe their confidence is building a little bit as they're seeing them unable to penetrate the walls. Uh, Or maybe their fear is building as they're just seeing what they're doing, but not really knowing what's coming next. When would the invasion take place? This happens day after day. And I would say one of two things would have been going on for the people of Jericho. Either their fear would have been greatly escalating during these six days as they see the great army of Israel and hear these horns being blown and just seeing them circle the city over and over and over again. It's also possible that they would have been feeling better and better about themselves day after day after day as the people of Israel were not able to penetrate the wall. Uh, up until this point. Now, the Lord has some specific reasons in mind for having them do this encircling of the city. Uh, And the number seven uh, is often related to the number for perfection uh, in the Bible. Uh, And he has them do this for six days. And then, as we'll see next time in verses 15 and following, on the seventh day, they are to enter into uh, the city. I think one thing that's significant, and we'll close with this today, is that the people of Israel obeyed the commandments of the Lord to a T. Even though they might not have understood the reasoning behind this, they followed Joshua's commands just as Joshua followed the Lord's commands. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.